This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm T2, and I support GenX Grown Up through Patreon because they're super gentle to my wires and boards. I think you should too. Go to patreon.com forward slash GenX Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 115 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And of course, you know that Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we check out the latest developments from Daniel, Johnny, and the All Valley Karate Tournament. <laughs> Review perhaps the nerdiest cooking accessory ever to hit the market, <laughs> Mo, and yep. rescue a 40-year-old tabletop arcade toy from a dusty grave. We're going to get into those topics and many more. But before that, it is time for some fourth listener email. And uh, what a great email. You guys remember a few months ago, we heard from JJ. He was a truck driver. He listened to us on his route yeah, on Thursdays, yeah, yeah. recall? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, guy who he liked to listen to all of our stuff as he was driving around. That's it. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yeah. So JJ wrote us back. Subject line of his email this time around says, song that reminded me of you guys. Uh-oh. That could be bad. Any bets what song it might be that reminds him of us? Trails of the Long Forgotten or something? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's depressing. Yeah, no, it wasn't really that. depressing. Let's see what he says. It was great to hear my email read on, on the 100th episode. In answer to mm. your question, I discovered you fellows on YouTube, and when I found your podcast, I listened to all of them to get current. Cool. Nice. Wow. As for your request to honk the horn of my tractor trailer, it was interesting. When the police asked why I created such a scene, I told them <laughs> it was because you guys asked for it, or my name wasn't George from Jen next grown up well, now i've got a record wonderful there's a warrant for your arrest coming from dallas <laughs> it's not the first one <laughs> Ooh. he said the judge didn't buy it but hey what's a few days of being stir crazy ah gotcha uh, smiley face <laughs> anyway i heard this youtube song and thought of you fellas so he sent us a link to this video off of youtube okay this is uh you might have heard of them it's called the holderness family a, no, they do these know. funny videos with a whole family and stuff but i grabbed a sample i want you to hear the song that reminded jj of us here we go yeah, everybody's talking about the boomers, millennials, and Gen Z. People talk generations and they mention those three. Our kids call us boomers. Nah, that's incorrect. We have our own name. It is Generation X. Yeah, <laughs> you may not use new technology very well. I'm Gen X Auto-Tune, well. just what we needed. No Bitcoin, but our 401k is decent. And we hate any music that is recent. We are Gen X. Genesis in the house. Cute. You know how we're Because we say in the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go watch the whole video, but it's a cute video. Yeah, they do original songs and all kinds of stuff. Honored that you thought of us when you saw the song all about Gen X, JJ. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just hoping he's not expecting us to start going out and making songs because none of us can sing. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. Well, if we had auto-tune, it might be okay, actually. (laughs) That can make anybody sound like they have talent. I'm here in Tallahassee. I'll go give T-Pain a call and see if he can help us out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he's got nothing else going on. (laughs) Well, JJ wraps it up saying, also, thank you again for bringing a smile to this truck driver in Dallas, and hopefully the humor wasn't too strained. Nah, never, JJ. Never. (laughs) Thank you for writing in, too, JJ. We appreciate you. We appreciate every time the fourth listener takes time to write into the show. If you'd like your email featured here, it's super easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one, and most of them, like JJ's, will ultimately make the show. All right, gents, with that good business behind us, it's time to jump into the body of episode 115 right after the break. Stick around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Hey, Ma, your college boy's home. I bet you're hungry. Hungry for your beef and gravy. Mm. What about Scruffy? He gets his own beef gravy meal. Gravy train. Add warm water to the leading dry dog food, it gets wet. Gravy train makes a real beef gravy meal. A lot like my homemade. Add another beef gravy fan to the family. A Scruffy. (laughs) Gravy train dog food, the beef gravy meal with homemade appeal. It's time to kick it off talking about media then. Could be uh, television or movies or comics or books or whatever we've been exploring between the last time we spoke and now. And Mo, I want to get started with you. You watched something that I was looking forward to a few weeks ago, but you got a chance to check it out. What are you watching? It's uh, Encanto, the new animated show from Disney or animated movie from Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, The family that has powers thanks to the house, but the one girl doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, you, you you nailed it from the trailer. That, Good that's job. pretty much that's exactly yeah, what that's, it's that's, that's all I've seen is the trailer. I've been meaning mm-hmm. to watch it, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so I watched it, and I really liked it. I, I thought it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I liked the music on it. I, the story did not go the way I thought a typical story like this would go, and I was kind of happy that it had its original mm-hmm. kind of ending to it. it. had a little bit of a heart tug at the end. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. I don't know. Anybody, you, any of you guys see it? Well, like I was saying, no, I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to watch it. I've got it on uh, Disney Plus, so mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. you know watch it time but uh, I know I was confused with my wife like I wanted to go see Ron's Gone Wrong which is another Disney animated mm-hmm, film that mm-hmm. came out around this time of the year and she wanted to go see Encanto and so did I and I got confused and bought tickets at AMC through our A plus thing and then canceled them because things came up and stuff and we never ended up seeing either film so <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> how about you John I, I went and saw it in the theater but it's been it's been some weeks ago now yeah. but yeah I, I checked it out and I took my daughter with me who you've heard on the show before she's mm-hmm. the, the one that likes to trash our horror movies but 
<laughs> um, <laughs> she liked the film, but she felt that the like the hip hop music from Lin Manuel Miranda didn't quite jive with the story. Like it felt forced because they was just he's the hot new you know musical talent right now, so they used him to write this stuff. Oh yeah, I didn't agree with that. I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you should see it in IMAX probably with better audio because I found the audio a little muddy when I saw oh, it really? in the theater because there's mm. so much going on and it's fast paced. It's that very mm-hmm. quick rap kind of hip hop. So I think watching it again with uh, subtitles would be great because I would get every <laughs> single little reference and joke. It's amazing how far is it? Is it Disney or Pixar oh, or Disney, Disney Pixar or whatever this it is, is now? Okay. Yeah. It's amazing how far stuff has come. Just the realism, how close it's coming, it's like bordering that uncanny valley. They're cartoons, but man, it's yeah. looking realistic. No, you're not kidding. I thought the, uh, that some of the themes in there, I'm like, that's pretty heavy. You know, like some of the stuff sure. that they were going yeah. into, I was like, well, this is yep. pretty heavy stuff. But I said, I, I just really liked that. I thought the story was nice. You know, I thought the, the power was funny. I mean, it had a lot of stuff going for it. Yeah, there were some good themes in it and not things you see in typical kind right. of kids animation fair that much. It's a little more, a little deeper for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. So how about you, John? What have you seen? Well, I saw a film that's on Netflix right now and it kind of hit a little too close to home, but I really enjoyed it. It's a film called Don't Look Up. Oh my God. Yes, I saw it. Oh, okay. You said hit a little too close to home, and I was yeah, like, uh-oh. I know what you mean. What hidden ahead. recordings did they find in John's house that oh, no, no, no. he didn't no, want no, anybody to no, no, know no. about? <laughs> no, not that close. Easy. <laughs> so uh, my understanding is that this film was produced before the pandemic, or at least was started before the pandemic. Oh, really? It isn't like a pandemic production. Sure it, be, it seemed too topical. It, it, it's so on the nose. Yeah. So the premise of the film is there's a uh, university scientist and a doctorate candidate. They discover a comet, and they name it after after the woman that discovered it. That's awesome. And they do this, the uh, math and this thing's like five or 10 kilometers across and yeah. it's coming straight for earth. We have like right. six months before it hits us. Right. And they are going through the premise, like they go and they get an audience at the president's right. Oval <laughs> Office to explain the problem. And they're like, yeah, the optics on this aren't great. I think we just sit on it for now. Like, no, don't you understand? It's, <laughs> yeah. Like we have six months. You need to act now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the midterms are coming up. We probably shouldn't like scare people. Like, no, this is serious. Yeah. And the whole don't look up thing is almost like the mania around, you know, vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. It's like, mm-hmm. don't look up. Just ignore that thing. Let's keep your head down, focused on the task. Other people are saying, no, look up. This thing is there. And it becomes like people have hats and shirts that say, don't look up. Right. They're having trouble convincing the people of the world that they actually have to take action on this and believe the science versus just, oh, the it's propaganda. just something somebody made up. And yeah. there's like a, there's only like a 98% chance it's going to hit us. You know, you guys are exaggerating. It's crazy scary. Like it's, it's a comedy, but it's a yeah. dark comedy, but it's an uncomfortable dark comedy because you're like, ooh, this is exactly how it would happen now that we know how people behave in an environment like this. It, the part that I thought was really scary, all of it, is the guy's like, so is it 100% going to hit the earth? And the guy's like, <laughs> okay, I can never say 100%. I'm a scientist. You never, oh, so there's a chance it won't hit the earth. He's like, right. But it's like, saying there's a chance. Right. Actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson said this should be more of a, we say it was more of a documentary. Yeah, wow. Maybe. Well, certainly a documentary on the human condition. Yeah. You know, I I think especially over this last couple of years, how there's so much news and bad news and crazy stuff happening that people like to pretend it's not happening to get on with their lives. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of what they're doing, even though it's an imminent, imminent threat. Right. I'm confused by another aspect of this film. Okay. So I saw the trailer for this film in the theaters mm. when I was oh, really? going for my December A plus list screenings. And I, I think we watched like six or seven films during December. I just kept going back and back. I'm like, listen, I'm getting my $30 yeah, worth are. of A plus, whatever it, my fee is. 
And I saw the trailer for this multiple times on multiple different films. And even one of the films that we saw uh, with the family, every saw it and, well, that looks funny. That might be interesting. Kind of a dark comedy thing. And then I saw you talking about it on our Discord server that you had watched Mm -hmm. it on a flight on the way back home. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't even realize it was in the theaters yet. And then I log into Netflix the other day and pops up on my banner. Don't look up, you know, number one movie, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is a Netflix movie. I saw trailers for it in the (laughs) theater. So I guess I was confused. I was sure this was going to be a theatrical release, but is it only Mm -hmm. a Netflix film? I think it's only Netflix. Well, now, now here's the thing. Keep in mind, there's another similar film coming out called Moonfall. It's definitely, don't look up, you saw. Okay, different different. thing. Okay. Moonfall is the one where it's a serious, they take everything serious, not no comedy to it. All right, so it's not mistaken. the moon has aliens pushing the moon toward us. It's a giant spaceship or some ridiculousness like that. So it wasn't just you saw a different trailer. You definitely saw this one. Huh. I wonder if Netflix was like we bought it and decided not to put it in the theaters. I wonder if Netflix is actually running trailers for their stuff in the theaters now. Yeah, That's why be. I'm asking because huh. I've seen that done once or twice before, but at the end, they always have the big red Netflix logo, you know, the red background with the yeah. white letters. Or coming on Hulu this season. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember seeing that on this trailer in the hmm. theaters. Now, I know that in this day and age, we have a lot of multi-release movies mm-hmm. where they release in the theater and on some streaming platform very close together. I just didn't realize this might be one of them, but I haven't seen it come in theater. But I didn't see this one in theater at all. Yeah. No, like yeah. you said, absolutely not. It yeah. also maybe could be one of those movies that's supposed to be in the theater and Netflix bought it because pandemic, it didn't get released. Maybe. I mean, maybe. But the trailer was just running last month, you said. Yeah. Like, they would have known. No, yeah, that's true. Weird. That's true. Yeah. Well, but hey, as for the the movie itself, it will make you a little uncomfortable, especially yeah. depending on where you fall politically. I, th- I think regardless of where you fall politically, probably it'll make you uncomfortable to have a mirror held up to you and go, oh my goodness, that is how we're acting. Uh, but it is funny. There are some great things in it. It's it's a dark, dark comedy, but yeah. it is a comedy. Probably doesn't end the way you expect it to end either, but you know, there's that. So it, <laughs> it has an after credit sequence that is by far well, well worth your time. So if, if you stream oh, it, yeah. fast forward to it. You have to see the after <laughs> yeah, credit sequence. For sure. So that's my pick. Uh, I think we're done with media. I don't think anybody had anything they were looking forward to <laughs> yeah, at the end of the year. Nothing Unless, else. of course, nothing good shows, right? maybe, maybe there was something you were going to see, George. There might have been something that I was interested in. Change. Yes, <laughs> Cobra Kai season four, jerk. <laughs> of course. Talked about it for several podcasts now. I'm going to be looking forward to it on the next podcast just because I want to rewatch it again. Cobra Kai season four has released... I watched every single episode in the same day it was released with my son. We had a great time with the whole season. It does exactly what you expect Cobra Kai to do. It starts right from the last Mm -hmm. episode of the previous season. Mm -hmm. And we all knew that Terry Silver's character was coming back in this season. He was going to be a major component of the storyline. And holy crap, is he? That's the guy from Karate Kid 3? Is that right? From Karate Kid 3. That's where most of this season storyline comes from. He's a guy who pretended to be his friend and all that stuff. Is that right? Yes. That's the guy who pretended to be Daniel's friend in uh, Karate Kid 3. Mm -hmm. So with this whole thing coming mostly from Karate Kid 3, there's some other stuff that also comes from Karate Kid 2 as well. But Daniel and Johnny end up forming an alliance during this season against Kreese and Terry Silver, which 
is very similar in origin to the Karate Kid 3 movie where you had Daniel and Mr. Miyagi at the end of that film kind of being in the alliance against Terry Silver and Kreese. And also, you guys may or may not remember the character from that movie that was the bad Karate Kid, Mike Barnes. I kept expecting Mike Barnes to make an appearance in the season. Mm -hmm. He did not. The way this season ended... I kind of expect he might make an appearance next season because (laughs) there are new alliances forming around. Everything is changing. The kids are all switching, you know, who their loyalty belongs to. Stuff happens in the tournament this year that completely throws all of their relationships up in the air. Uh, You see people who you are sure are going to hate each other forever hugging in the end. And you see people Mm -hmm. who are you sure are going (laughs) to love each other, hating each other in the end. It's just full of teenage Degrassi High soap opera the whole season (laughs) which is exactly what you want in cobra kai right hell yeah that's what i want in cobra kai i want eagle fang clawed and i want miyagi cobra kai i want everything it was awesome i i think that the one sad thing that i'll get from this season it looks like they need to wind this up in about another season or two at the most they're kind of running out of steam yeah little in the way that stranger things kind of is as well you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of running its course of what you can do with these characters i don't need this to run for 10 seasons i'm happy with like five or maybe six seasons of 10 episodes i hope that everybody else is out there has been watching this series so john i know you've watched it in the past what do you think of season four so far if you've watched it i know your daughter was holding you hostage a little bit yeah i'm still hostage so i'm still not complete with season three so i can't get into four uh nothing you've said uh, spoils you because everything you've said yeah. i've divined from trailers and mm-hmm. from the poster like you can <laughs> see in the poster how there's a guys on a, like a, a red side and a blue side in the poster like oh these guys are getting together and so i think none of that is really spoilery territory but your excitement enthusiasm about it like i knew it was coming out the 31st and i was like maybe if we have time on my vacation like we'll, we'll binge the third <laughs> season we just we didn't get around to it but knowing how good it continues to be. I didn't think Cobra Kai was going to be a continuing series. Yeah, it was just the one time. When I saw it was first coming out, it was exciting. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a flash in the pan. It's yeah. going to be a great you know, dose of nostalgia. And then people get tired of it. But it blew up so hard. And then remember, like it was out on YouTube. And I think Netflix picked it up. Yeah, it was YouTube premium. And then it, then it blew up, up in sexy. Doubly because people were like, have you seen this new Cobra Kai? Like <laughs> I watched that on YouTube yeah. like six months ago, dummy. But I think it got a double dose for that first season. So lots of people loved it. I'm glad that they're getting to do as much as they are with it. And Mm -hmm. I I just think it's awesome. Mo, how about you? I have not seen it yet because I know I'm going to want to binge it. So (laughs) I just wait until I have enough time. I'm like, okay, I could devote X number of hours. It's not a tough binge. It's 10 episodes, about 30 minutes a piece. So it's like five hours. It's really, Mm -hmm. if you have a day off or a weekend. Oh, the short episodes. Okay. It's easy to binge through. Like my son and I, we were sitting there in the living room on uh, the new TV that I'm going to talk about in the next segment. (laughs) And we were just like, okay, that's an episode. Oh, that ended quickly. You want to watch the next one? Of course we want to watch the next one. one. (laughs) It's like a potato chip. Damn, that saltiness went away. I need another potato chip now. And that's what this was for us that day, December 31st, just 
sitting there watching it before New Year's Eve. I still, to this day, get compliments on my Cobra Kai t-shirt whenever I go out in public. People are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Cobra Kai. People love and it. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that it comes from our Gen X youth, you know, with the whole Karate Kid series. Oh, I mean, big time. I'm begging and hoping, and I can't imagine why, that they won't need to go over Karate Kid 4, the next Karate Kid in this series. Mm, they won't need to bring yeah. that storyline in because there's no Daniel in that. Yeah. <laughs> but they did some nice homages again to Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. They did some nice. uh, some scenes in the cemetery and at the house and just a lot of fun stuff. They, they brought in a couple of extraneous storylines that I thought were, maybe we don't need these. Like, why do we need this C or D storyline? We've got plenty already to talk about this season. The one other thing that my son and I commented on that I have to talk about here is the kids doing the fight scenes. Mm -hmm. It's awful. It's terrible. Really? really? These fight scenes get worse and worse every season. There's only one or two of the kids that are real athletes. The rest of them are all camera athletes, meaning uh -huh. that if you put the camera at a certain angle and you slow the recording down so that you can speed it up on playback, okay. it looks a little bit better, baby. It's, yeah. <laughs> I know it's Not an good. integral yeah. part of Karate Kid, but they <laughs> well, okay. that's the one drawback to the series so far. It's laughable in right, most but, cases. But it didn't ruin the show, right? No, because the show's okay. not about the karate. The show's about the storylines and about the characters yeah, right. and the relationships. It's about, about loyalty and divisions and family and yeah, friends, that kind of thing. Like right? I said, it's, it's wrestling, it's Degrassi High, it's a soap oh, opera, yeah. it's whatever you, you want to okay. think of in that term. But it, it's not about the fighting. It never was, even in the first movie. Like, you look at mm -hmm. some of the fights in the first movie some of them are okay some of them are trash <laughs> yeah well the whole films are about personal growth and you know yep, again yeah. loyalty and family and that stuff sure i'm really glad to hear that it hit, it lived up to your anticipation and your expectation and it's just making me more and more likely to go back and resume pick it up with three and finish it and tear on through and you're right at you know eight or nine episodes at 30 minutes a piece that's like watching a couple of movies that's not that mm -hmm. big of a commitment when you think about yeah, it that's a bit right. sweet very cool all right we get back we're getting into some tech toys stick around when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. from sugar to sweet and low because I care. I'm excited, guys, because I have an awesome tech toy to talk about. Oh, okay. Wow. So I'm going to lead off with this. You remember we did our Christmas gift ideas for different ranges? Oh, the the uh, Geek Gift Guide list. Yes, our Geek Gift Guide. Right. Mm -hmm. So okay. I had one that my girlfriend and a few other people laughed at, apparently. Which one was that? But it was the, the meter. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> the Bluetooth meat thermometer. The Bluetooth oh, the meat thermometer. thermometer. <laughs> the meter. I needed that for this past holiday break. I did a whole standing prime rib roast. I needed that meter. Let me tell you something, dude. I got one for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> and we used it and it is freaking amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So back up, explain what this thing is, and then I have to hear how it works. Okay. So you know traditional meat thermometer, right? You know, you stick it in the meat, and it has like a little temperature thing that like a wire that comes out your stove that you kind of stick a little mm-hmm. temperature gauge. You can see what, you know, it suits an alarm when it hits the right temperature, that kind of stuff. This one, it's all Bluetooth. So there's no wires. You put it in the meat and actually use it on Christmas for a roast, and you have an app on your phone. You tell the app what temperature you want it to get to. Mm-hmm. It tells you the temperature, the ambient temperature of the oven, the temperature of the thing that's cooking, and how long it thinks it's going to take for it to hit the temperature that you programmed into it. It, ha- it gives you an estimate based on what it is? It gives you an estimate on how long, based on how much oh. temperature is rising. Then when it gets closer to temperature, it gives you a warning. Hey, it's almost ready. And then when it's <laughs> ready, you get a big alert on your phone. Man, hmm. I definitely could have used that. <laughs> <laughs> it is damn cool. I did a standing rib roast. It's prime rib is mm-hmm. when you go, when you yeah, go to mm-hmm. the restaurant, you order prime rib. That's what I did. I did a whole roast of that. And one of the most difficult types of meat to cook and get right is a prime rib roast. And then on top of that, you need to pull it out at a specific temperature. Then you have to tint it with aluminum foil yep. while it rests. So the juices absorb back into the meat mm-hmm. and it continues mm. to cook there. So it's very difficult to take it out at the right time at the right temperature and let it sit and rest for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes while the juices are all absorbing back in so that when you cut through it, it doesn't bleed all over the place. If you've ever Mm -hmm. taken something out of an oven or a pan and cut it too quickly, you know, just all the juices leave whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is. This meat thermometer giving you estimates and all the stuff. Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. It, it was. The app is very cool. My family kind of laughed a little bit when I got it, but when, when we used it, though, they were everyone was impressed. Everyone said, wow, that's really cool. I should probably say, like, the guys were impressed, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was, it was awesome. Would you describe, because I can't picture what it is. What is the thing that, is the component, does it have a battery in it? Does it have Bluetooth sensors in it? How does it stand up to the heat? What is it? Yeah, it's so it's like, it's a probe, you know, like you're sticking to meat, like the big spike you stick in there, right? The metal oh, thing. Like a, like a big nail kind of thing? Oh, yeah, or like a nail kind of big. Okay. It has a, yeah. a holder that charges it. So the batteries are in the case. But when you take it out, it has its own internal batteries. So you don't have to keep it charged. And you just stick it in the oven and you just leave it. And it, and it survives. The it Bluetooth survived. technology and the battery and everything survives being in the oven at hundreds of degrees. Hundreds of degrees. Not a problem. That's the most amazing part to me. I, I don't know, it cook. Is actually, pretty damn the cool. thing that amazes me is that it didn't freaking melt. Like if I put my phone in the oven, yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty impressed. I think for me, it's not just that, I mean, we have like, I have these big oven gloves, the things mm-hmm. that they, they have like plastic on the outside of them and they feel just like regular gloves that you would get when you were a kid, but then you grab a 450 degree pan and you don't even feel it. Oh, so okay. like, the mm-hmm. melting technology or the prevention of the melting, that doesn't mm-hmm. impress me as much. What impresses me is that you can have this probe and it not only gives you the internal temperature of the meat. But the ambient temperature of the oven, (laughs) that's the biggest pain in the butt when you're using your oven is making sure of what because that temperature gauge that's on your oven. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. That's never fucking accurate. Every time I put it on like 450 or 350 or whatever, you open the door for two seconds and then all of a sudden your oven's down to 225. You're like, well, damn it. That's not much hotter than it is in Florida. So (laughs) 
<laughs> Some I, days, I'm impressed yeah. that this sensor can tell you that information. Do you not put the probe all the way into the meat mode? No, Parvit sticks out. Parvit okay. sticks out. That's uh, what I was curious So it must have two about. sensors, one for the internal, one for the external. Yeah. yeah. It's like indoor-outdoor thermometer. It's got to have <laughs> at least two points on that probe, on the length of that probe, yeah. that are able to sense temperature. That's yeah. really cool. And the holder that you put, put it in the recharge, it's made out of wood, so it looks really nice. Oh. oh. The name is cheesy, but I don't care. It was awesome. Remind us what it cost. I do got it for a gift. I got it for a gift. So they actually have a whole bunch of different ones of different ranges. Like some have further yeah. range, that kind of stuff. The one I got is the one that has, um, is the meter plus. So it has 165 feet, which I'm never that far, but that's okay. And it costs $100. It's $99 for this mm, thing. I need like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they have three packs four packs for george actually they actually have you can buy multiples oh, no. and you the one app can monitor them separately i i knew wow. that they had that system because <laughs> when we do our prime rib roast i have to do two different rib roasts because my wife likes it well done and me and my mm-hmm. mother like ours medium rare so yeah ah uh, Mo's enabling you. Well, you know, single app, George, just go for it. Yeah, (laughs) and you you got four different probes on there, you'd be set. So Mm. I'm very excited. Mm. I was very happy with that gift. I'm going to pay more than I would for an oven for this damn meat Yeah, (laughs) well, you get a discount when you buy in bulk, I guess. think how good the roast is going to (laughs) be. All right, well, that's what I had. So how about you, John? What you got for us today? Yeah, yeah. so I went on vacation. I talked about it last time. I was looking forward to going on a vacation. The the flights did not get canceled. Uh, We were able to go. Uh, My daughter and I did this dad daughter vacation and we chose we picked different cities around the country we went to cincinnati and most people go why did you go to cincinnati like what's there well it's we make our own fun right so get to right. different places and stores and aquariums and stuff we just like being somewhere different and seeing the you know seeing the nation mm-hmm. so i took advantage while i was in cincinnati to visit a store that we do not have in florida <sighs> that i've always been jealous of other people in georgia and texas so many of our friends and followers that we talk to on discord they talk Talk about how cool Micro Center is. Oh, son of a... I've never been to one. Wanted to. It sounded now great. Now you got to go and I still... Damn it. So let me just tell you, you will feel as bad for you as I feel for me that I can't go back tomorrow. <laughs> it is... Think of... It's like an old school radio shack okay. meets a Circuit City, meets a Comp USA, meets a Sam's Club. Yeah. It, from everything <laughs> yes. I've seen of these things, they look just like Fry's Electronics that I used to go oh, to in California. Fry's. Yeah, it's... It's all the stuff you liked about all those stores rolled into one. And I must have, I mean, I don't want to bore my daughter too much, but I was there for like 45 minutes walking up and down the <laughs> aisles. And it's not like you go to a store and like, oh, you'll sell keyboards. We have keyboards. Here are three choices, maybe four. Two of them are out for you to touch. Great. Micro Center, you want a keyboard? Here's the keyboard aisle. 80 <laughs> foot of keyboards and mice. All of them are out for you to put your hands on and feel mm. the switches and move the mice and, oh, try this weird one that looks like a shark fin. You know, oh, you want to see some video game stuff? Great. Well, here's the Xbox, the Switch, the PlayStation. Here is the stand-up Atari cabinet. You can buy T-molding for your cabinet. You can buy what? push buttons in big bins. I'm not talking like, oh, we have a three of them. They have Here's a bin of 800 orange buttons. Here's a bin of 800 blue buttons. Damn it. Everything is available to walk in and go, I need this little piece. It was so cool. I I didn't spend a lot of time looking at everything, but you know, when you build a computer back before the days of we started buying from, you know, pre-builds, when you build your own computer, you go to Newegg and Amazon and you Mm -hmm. fill your cart and then you wait for the shipment to come in. When I was in line to check out, I was standing behind a guy. Today was the day for him. He was building his rig and he had this big push cart like he'd been 
been to Home Depot, right? He had, <laughs> he had the case. There was a power supply. I saw the the big motherboard box, graphics card, the RAM. He walked in with money and walked out with every piece and cable and adapter you needed to build the entire thing. It's just up the street from him. I was just in Sharonville, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati, and I, I miss that I can't go back again. <laughs> tomorrow. It was so cool. That pisses me off and makes me happy at the same time because I could see (laughs) myself walking in every day and building a new PC for a new purpose because that's what Mm -hmm. that store would do to me. I'd probably do it every weekend and my wife each weekend would say, what is this charge? What is this charge? Why is it? It'd be like, well, it's only 1100 honey, this time. You know, last time it was (laughs) 1500 I'm saving you money. Yeah, it, good Lord. Just, I I know I've been by one store, like I said, I've been to Fry's, which sound Mm -hmm. very similar to your experience at the Micro Center. And I've seen pictures and I've been to their website. They do let you order stuff and ship it, but not the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same experience unless you can do like that gentleman in front of you did where you walk in, push your cart up and down the aisle, handle the box, <laughs> handle the product, yep. put it in your yep. cart. That's completely different than even what we did with New Egg and those places mm-hmm. back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So John, did they have people who knew what they were talking about there? I, I can't speak to that. I would okay. like to, th- they were well staffed. I will say that there were okay. lots of people there. A lot of the people look like nerds. I know like they didn't just like, <laughs> like schmoes off the street. But I didn't talk to anybody about technical things, so I can't speak to that. And I imagine that varies from store to store. You're probably thinking of like the the Best Buy syndrome where it's like, well, if you got khakis and a blue shirt, you're an expert on TVs all of a sudden, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know how the expertise is there. I mean, someone who spends more time, that guy who had the cart in front of me, he would probably know because he probably talked to those guys. That's awesome. I'm jealous, though. It's just cool to, like, where can you go these days to buy a hard drive? Okay, maybe Office Depot or, or somewhere. Best Buy or something, But you have maybe. two to pick from, right? Mm-hmm. Here they had a whole aisle of hard drives. Well, here's the solid-state drives. Here's the physical platters. Here's the ones that are the red, designed for, you know, for NAS use. Here's the ones, like, they're all lined up, and you can just, oh, well, this one's $10 more. That's 20 Oh, let me look at that one. The fact that you can walk in and pick them up like groceries. I mm. guarantee you, too. You get better prices at that micro center on the different components because of the competition and the variety on the aisle. Mm. Whereas if you go to Best Buy, a damn cable might cost you 60%, 100% more than if you get it from one of the other places we would buy online. But at Micro Center, having all those different choices and all those different brands, all those brands are going to compete against each other on in the that shelf. environment, on yeah. the shelf. So you're going to be able to find, oh, like you said, here's the one for $80. Oh, here's one for 65 Here's one for 64 <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a whole different experience. It's like pickles. It's like they're all in the grocery store. Pick the one you want. Oh, this one's a little spicier. This one's, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yes. Uh, one thing I'm definitely jealous is like we're talking about doing our unraids and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking at cases and I would love to walk in a store and see these cases. And, and feel you it, know, the weight of it. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. The construction. Yeah. Ugh, no kidding. I'm jealous. Yeah, because they don't always take great pictures when you look at oh, something yeah. online, right? Mm, you can't see mm. all the, okay, there's just enough clearance for my screwdriver right. to get to this component. <laughs> Yeah. Does it feel, or does it feel solid? You, know? right. you can't see that on Amazon, but you can see that when you're looking at it yeah. in person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you are a listener and you have a micro center, damn you, I wish I was living where you were. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I told the guy, I'm from, he said, you want to join the frequent flyer club, whatever? I yeah. said, dude, I'm in Florida. Open one in Florida and I'm on board, but I'm not going to be back anytime soon. He's like, yeah, they're talking about it. I'm like, oh, are they? Tell me more. <laughs> like, well, I don't know anymore. They'll so. put it in Orlando or something. Anyway, micro center, if, you get, if you're there, you already know. No, if you don't, if you're stopping by, you're visiting. It's an awesome place if you're a dork like we are. And it was so <laughs> cool. So, All right, George, how about you? You had something that 
that uh, I think you picked up not too long ago for your family. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to talk about my tech toy item anymore. Uh-huh. I think I think I'm done. Micro, Micro Center? Center was enough. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined you. <laughs> my thing pales in comparison to that. We should have ended the segment with that one. Uh, yeah. So when I mentioned it a few episodes ago that my wife needed a new laptop, we went to Best Buy and mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. her a laptop. On that same trip, as we were walking toward the front of Best Buy, being that it was during the Black Friday holiday sale time, they had mm. a ton, uh, just a big line of flat screen TV up front, you know, oh, $200 yeah. here, $249 there, $329 yeah. here. And they were all very large TVs, you know, like 50, 60 inches, 70 inches, whatever. And they were all decent priced. And I, we were just looking at the specs on them because for a long time, I've wanted a new TV in the living room because the TV we have is a Sony. We bought it in 2007. It is so old that it doesn't even have 1080p. It had 1080i. Oh, wow. For those who yep. remember, there were oh, two yeah. different standards. There <laughs> yeah. were the P's and the I's back then. 720p, 720i, <laughs> yeah. 1080i. And I's were always slightly lower than the P's as far as resolution yep. and whatnot. They're green. Here, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got one HDMI port on it, it's got a whole bunch of the old ports and stuff. So, it's you know, the TV has still worked. It's Sony, you know, how Sony's are, they laugh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And because it was working, my wife didn't want a new one because why spend the money when something's working? Did you break it? Well, now, of course, the bezels are super thin and they come with three or four HDMI ports and Mm -hmm. they have the crazy, incredible speakers that are behind the screens themselves on a TV Mm. now. And all the baked in apps and stuff. All the baked in apps. Smart TVs, yeah. Exactly. So we were like, okay, we'll just take a look. We're already spending this. It's going to be on the credit card. We can go ahead and get a TV, put it. Why not? It's only $300. It's just one more dollar. It's only $400, whatever. Well, we kept (laughs) looking at all the specs and we were mostly concerned about the size of the TV because we have an entertainment center, not it mounted on the wall in the living room. So Mm -hmm. we have a specific amount of space that we can't go past. We ended up getting a Samsung Q80A television. Okay, Samsung's a solid, yeah. So we went from the $300 little cheapo TVs up to this one, which was like $1,200 or something Oh, like oh boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it ended up being a whole new laptop type of payment during that visit. But I'm going to tell you, it's a beautiful TV. It's made me come out of my office more and sit and watch TV with her in the living room, which she likes. And it's incredible how the technology has changed. I haven't bought a TV in, I don't know, probably six, seven years. And that mm-hmm. was when I got the one in my office on a Black Friday sale at Walmart trampling other customers. <laughs> you say it's a Q80A. Is mm-hmm. it an 80-inch TV that you got? No, or is that just a model? No, that's oh, okay. just a model number. Um, so Samsung has three or four different TV lines. The Q is one line, then they have these oh, other lines. In Best Buy, they have a television, and every now and then it'll pop up on the screen. It'll show you all the Samsung models and where they Mm. fit on the range. Like, okay, this is the model that has this ability, and this is the model that has this ability. And they're all in categories and groups. So the Q80A is a one-year-old model. It's from last year. So it's not top of the line, but it's really damn close. (laughs) It does do 4K, which is very nice. 
it has a mode on it that when we first turned the television on, we had to go through setup. I've never gone through computerized setup on a television in my life. This was the first time. Hmm. You remember back in the day, John, we would buy a new compact. Buy a new computer and, and it right? walks you through. This John is your Delancey, new computer. here's your new yeah, thing. Yeah. Do this, mm-hmm. do that. Yep, yep. That's what this damn TV was doing. It was setting up all these <laughs> Amazon all apps the and the other stuff. One of the modes that it turned on during that setup process, they call intelligent mode. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll turn it on. Right. I want my TV to be intelligent. It took regular television content and it did something to the video signal. I don't know how to describe it. It sharpened it. It made it look as though everybody was on the craziest green screen set of all time. I know what you're talking about. The yep. first thing we watched Turn was that a Star Discovery episode. And it was weird. <laughs> I was like, did they film Discovery separate this year? Because it looks like they're all on. Mm-hmm. I don't watch much with it. You're right, John. I turned it off. Yep. Every now and then, though, like a sporting event, turning that intelligent mode on. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> nice. Like, it looks like you can literally stand inside the huddle with the players on the football field. It's Mm. crazy crisp and clean. You can see the pores in their face. It's It's awesome. Well, how big a TV did you get? Did you say that? Uh, I think this one is 60 inches. Okay. I that's think. a good size. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's very close. I do know that when we bought it, we brought it home. My older sons helped me put the base on it and get it put into the little mm-hmm. entertainment center space. And immediately my wife said, we need to go back and get another one. This one doesn't fill up all the space. And I'm like, it's been <laughs> 20 years. I've been trying to get you to buy a new TV. Now you want to go buy one an you, hour you later. You jump on that? <laughs> get a 65 inch TV? Let's do it, honey. Right away. So so oh. if you insist, <laughs> we definitely have a little bit more room that we could have fit in there. This television, though, it's great. She watches on it. All that's her main TV. She watches in the living mm-hmm. room. I know that people sometimes bag on these phone companies making other electronics, but I'm going to tell you, for my money right now, Samsung knocked this out of the park. Oh, you you just answered the follow-up question that I was going to have for you, which was my 82-inch Super TV is getting a little long in the tooth. It's got a stuck pixel. It's got some dark areas. I'm in the market. And ever since you Uh bought a Samsung, I started shopping. So I was going to say, now that you've had it, would you buy another Samsung television? And I think the answer... The answer is probably yes. I'm going to reserve the right to change the answer, though, because I don't judge a TV until I've had it for at least two years. Over time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can wait two years. (laughs) Well, they shouldn't be be throwaway electronics for how much they are. It's the same thing with a laptop. Like, my wife loves her laptop right now. I won't pass judgment on that laptop, though, until she's had it for a couple of years. And I start to see if there are complaints about, oh, is this too sluggish or the screen's too Mm -hmm. small or whatever. Gotcha. When it comes to anything over a certain price, price, usually 500 to a thousand, anything over that price range, it needs time to bake. All right. But good experience so far. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I tell you, I mean, I have a Samsung TV and I've had it for four or five years and it's working like a champ. I mean, yeah, okay. I have no complaints about it at nice. all. All right. Well, that's going to help my purchasing decision. I think I'm probably within a few months of getting a new one and Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my finger on the pulse of how this Samsung treats you. And I think it's probably going to influence my decision. Yeah. There are cheaper so. ones out there that you can look at. And I know Samsung has kind of taken over in his electronics giant, mm-hmm. but just like with that Sony TV that we had, I mean, that thing lasted 14 years before we replaced it. Yeah. I mean, you don't become a, a electronics giant for no reason. It's yeah, because they're true. doing something right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, good luck to you and hopefully to me. So. <laughs> 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 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Five years ago, my only exercise was running around after Davy. Now, Davy's running to keep up with me. Boy, has my life changed for the better. Five years ago, I read the letters to the editor. Now I write them. That's some change. And five years ago, I used a box of this, a bottle of that, or a sheet of something else to get laundry clean and soft. Today, I use Bold 3 Detergent Plus Fabric Softener. It cleans, softens, and controls static cling all in one box. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, Gentlemen, I can play games again. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but I mentioned it this time. <laughs> All right. I can play yeah, games again. I'm so happy. Yay. Uh, so the game I have on tap today to talk about is one for my cell phone, not even what? on my PC. You just got <laughs> your video <laughs> card Come back, on, and now you're playing phone games. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those, it's like that little small part of gaming, right? It's literally in figuratively so every now and then i play like five or six games every day there's two or three that have daily challenges i play those i found an ad on one of them for this game and i was like okay let me go ahead and install it because the samsung gaming dock thing that i have gives me a little credit for doing that not monetarily but just like these achievements and i get these little eggs and i the eggs hatch and they turn into these little I don't know, sucker <laughs> they got your number but i found this game through that process called bowling crew so this is exactly what it sounds like it is a bowling game okay. you play against other people online you complete daily challenges you get new bowling balls that have different abilities power bounce preciseness things of that nature you can upgrade the bowling balls throughout the different parts of the game of course <laughs> the game is free to play everything is in-app purchases if they get any money out of you they've gotten some google bucks for me so far just because I wanted to do a couple of things. Gotcha. Okay. But none of it is necessary so far. I could have gotten to where I'm at without doing that stuff. I just wanted to accelerate okay. the process a little bit. The bowling games themselves, at the core of any game, the game itself has to be entertaining or you're not going to stick with yeah, it, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've found with this bowling game that it is entertaining in that they give you different bowling alleys and not just the design of the alley. There's like one of the first ones that you play on is on the deck of a boat and your first bowling, you're just bowling like regular 10 pins in the regular formation. Yeah. Uh -huh. But then as you go up in levels, all of a sudden the boat is tilted. Oh. And so you have to curve the ball <laughs> oh. or throw it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. There's an, the level That's I'm on right now is in Egypt. So I'm bowling toward a pyramid and there's sand dunes along the alley and stuff. Hmm. It's cute little things like that, that you have to navigate when you play 
daily activities against people. You get random selections when you play your regular bowling league. You get certain. It's just it's a lot of fun. It's free. As I said, you can play it without having to spend a bunch of money if you don't want to. The money does seem to give you a fair value for what you buy. So if you want to spend $1.99 and get some of their dollars or some of their gold pieces to do different things, uh, they seem to give you good deals. And there's always coupons that you get from winning matches that give you 50% off or 30% more chips or whatever. A fun little time waster type of a game. I probably play it for 15 minutes a day, maybe 20, and Mm -hmm. it's enjoyable. How's the mechanics of it? Mechanics are pretty straightforward. You use your finger, drag the ball left or right. You can also go just below the ball and tilt the angle left or right. When you pull the ball back with your finger, that's what charges it up, and you flick your finger forward, and depending upon the speed that you flick your finger forward is the speed the ball releases Mm. at. There's also a reticle that is moving left and right as you're flicking your finger forward, and where it lands when you flick your finger forward is your hook when you throw oh, the ball. You remember you the put spin that you okay. would add to the ball, the masse. Yeah. yeah. I just downloaded it while you were talking. I mean, I, was, I wasn't playing it. I was listening to you, but I was looking at it and it's it's like 3D. It's like the environments are mm-hmm. like ray trace 3D environments. It's not just like a, it's not Atari bowling, you know, three no. steps and throw, <laughs> three steps and throw, yeah. right? It, you no, know, it's it a beautiful cool. environment. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're really pretty setups and I've so far, like I said, I've enjoyed the game. I recommend it. I'm not a big phone app gaming fan but this is one that i've enjoyed and so if you're one of the people who there's only a couple of games that you like on your phone and you like bowling this might be one for you i tend to get addicted to almost every game you suggest on the phone (laughs) i I did that the football one for a long time i'm ready for a new one yeah i'm ready so all right this looks pretty cool that's a good recommendation now that's what i've been playing john you have i saw it on the list and i know this is a game but this is really more of a toy of a game I would say than anything else, but I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it because I know you also did a YouTube video for us on our channel. You're right. You're right. And uh, Mo, I'll give you the link you can put in the show notes if someone wants to look. And interestingly, in the game segment, I'm going to talk to you about a game I could not play, but everything around it, as you said, George, (laughs) makes it this toy worth talking about. So while on my vacation, I found this at a used game store. Now, you remember uh, months ago, we did a backtrack all about old tabletop arcade machines. I review lots of modern ones, but the different handheld gadgets and the different stuff. Specifically, this is one of the Coleco tabletop arcade machines. Remember there was Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and Frogger and all those, right? The ones that look like a little squished cabinet, Mm -hmm. right? So I have a Donkey Kong that works. I'm very proud of it, but it's very rough. I mean, this thing is almost 40 years old at this point. They came Mm -hmm. out like in 82, 83. They've been around. And I'm always on the lookout for them if they're around. And I was at this game store and up on the top, top, top shelf, like where they show these aren't for sale. It's just props, right? There was what looked to be a pristine Ms. Pac-Man Coleco cabinet from 81 or 82 when that came out. So I'm I'm buying a bunch of other stuff. And I said to the guy, he's like, can I help with anything else? And I said, tell me about that thing up on this shelf. And he's like, oh, I I don't know if it works. I'm not sure. Let's take it down. It was coated in dust. 
Little I mean, man. like you could run your finger along it and you could see a very clear line where I had removed this caked on dust from it. But underneath that dust, this thing looked like it almost looked like it had been restored and this, the decals replaced. They looked so clean. It wasn't like sun damaged. It wasn't washed out. Nothing was peeling. Nothing was cracking. Okay. I So I ended up getting it, not knowing if it worked or not, for $20 <sighs> in this great condition. That's, That's because great. you left the dust on it. You didn't clean it off. Right, I didn't clean it off. Nice it right. was. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, what I, I couldn't check underneath the battery compartment because it didn't have a battery door and they had it all taped up with painter's tape and this piece of cardboard. So I'm like, look, even if it doesn't work for $20, it's in such gorgeous shape. I had to give it a shot just because, I mean, hey, first it might work. You might get lucky. And secondly, it looks so good. It's a great on the shelf, even if you don't play it. So I got it home. I did a short video of in real time cleaning it up. Uh, there was gunk on it. Got that battery box off. There had been corrosion, clearly. Put batteries in it. It did not start up right away. I'm sure it's because there's old corrosion on there and it's not making good contact. And even though it didn't work, I was able to 3D print with our Creality printer a brand new battery cover. I found nice. a, mo- ah, a model nice. for the Coleco arcade machine battery nice. cover. Fits great. Slid right in there. I'm going to try to make it work again, but to be able to rescue it from what effectively was a prop on a store shelf that nobody looked at or appreciated to now cleaned up, got a new battery door, and I'm going to try to get it to work. I think I have a a good chance. I'm going to start working on it, get the voltmeter out and find out where it's not getting juice and that kind of thing. I just wish I had one of each of these because I never had one myself. It's one of those, a lot of the Mm. things we get are recollecting things we had and lost. This is from that category of stuff that I wanted badly when I was a kid and could never get. And now I'm getting them and I have them as (laughs) Pac-Man now to go with my Donkey Kong. That's exactly why I'm running out of so much wall space in my house. (laughs) You, me, both. You and me and floor space and table space and all those things. Yep. Nice. So if you want to see the condition it's in, again, Mo will put the uh, link to the video down in the show notes. It's just a quick five minute video. I found out in real time when I recorded the video, whether it worked or not. So you get to see the honest reaction to it, but you'll also see just how nice it looks. I'm happy to have rescued it from its, uh, probably its purgatory that it would sit forever. So worst case, it'll look nice. Absolutely. It looks great (laughs) already. Yeah. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances to be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Kate! Most important shower of my life, and you switch deodorant soaps. New Shield's better. It's extra strength. But I'm trying my first case today. Now this... Shield bites odor better, so you feel cleaner. Clinical tests prove... Shield fights odor better than the leading deodorant soap. I do feel cleaner, and I'll win that case. And that's the whole truth and nothing but. (laughs) New Shield fights odor better, so you'll feel cleaner. I feel cleaner than ever before. Before we wind this episode up, I want to take a few minutes here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And George, I want to start with you. I know what you had been looking forward to. We caught up with that. What are you looking forward to now? I am looking forward to Cobra Kai Season 4. 
<laughs> what? You promised you'd be doing this. But how do you look forward to that? Because I'm going to go back and watch all four seasons all yep. the way through. <laughs> Are you? It's nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, when a series has, you know, the short little potato chip type episodes and it's a limited series of eight to 10 episodes in a whole season, why not go back and watch all four seasons, especially one that you enjoy a lot? That's something that I'm going to do. So this is the last call on Cobra Kai. I'm not going to bring it up in the looking forward to segment anymore. He, but he's so lying. Okay. <laughs> I am also looking forward to BattleBots, technically season six, mm, actually okay. season 11, depending huh? upon how you look at it. Well, BattleBots, if you remember, was back on, I believe it was ABC back in the day. Okay. Then they mm. had like a 12 or 13 year hiatus and they gotcha. crept back up on Discovery Plus and a couple of other channels that revival is now in season six but technically okay. it's ah, kind of season okay. 11 because gotcha. all the same guys who made BattleBots back then are still mostly a part of the show now i've watched episode one of this this season looks to be crazier than the last as they do every time now in the BattleBots arena they have a raised platform section in the arena that the robots have to negotiate and deal with the bots are bigger, badder, faster, meaner, whatever you want to say. The first episode had some epic, destructive <laughs> matches that were, I mean, there were bots that were literally running around the arena for the full three minute time while they were on fire themselves. Not that they were sending fire out to other people, but they were literally on fire. And that's what we tune into BattleBots for. Yeah, it's like NASCAR. Like I've said a million times, you don't watch it for people turning left 400 times. You watch it for the one time they turn right. It seems like we're engineering our own doom. You know? <laughs> if we ever give these bots AI, you're right, we're toast. In There's trouble. no way we could compete with these guys. The other thing that I'm kind of looking forward to is is Scream. They are putting out a new movie in the Scream mm. horror franchise. I've seen the trailers. As I mentioned earlier, I've gone to a lot of movies in December and the trailers have been on almost every single movie. It's a new generation of kids being terrified by Ghostface and, you know, whatever's mm. going to happen. But they also bring back the main stars of the original one, including the Sidney Prescott character, which, you know, as long as she's in it, you're going to have a decent time. I don't think this is going to be the best film in the franchise, but I think it's going to be worth at least an A-list slot to go and watch. Oh, wow. I didn't okay. know they had a new one. All right, uh, Mo, what about you? Are you looking forward to anything? Or are you going to go back and watch Cobra Kai seasons one through four? Okay, so one, Cobra Kai is definitely I'm looking forward to watching. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched it yet, so I can still look forward to it. Um, the other thing I'm watched, I'm really been have been watching and will continue to watch is the James Webb Telescope that launched. You guys oh, hear about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw somebody posting about that on the Discord channel. Yeah. They were saying there there were some they were putting it out in space and it was replacing some other telescope yeah, or something. Uh, the Hubble Telescope actually is replacing. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. And it's on its huh. journey to go a million miles away from Earth and start taking pictures. And it's about at, well, by the time we hear this on the podcast, it'll be almost there. It'll be like a week till getting to that location, but. Man, wait, the wait, engineering wait, wait. on this thing. This telescope is already almost a million miles away from Earth. Well, it's right now it's about only six hundred thousand miles now. But oh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a million about a million miles away. How did they do Damn. that stuff? They're so smart. Those guys are like rocket scientists over there. Yeah, it's like the smart people or something. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cool. If you get a chance, go to YouTube. There's tons of great videos on it. There's animations that show you. The launch was incredible to watch. But hmm. yeah, so I'm definitely geeking out on that thing. And as far as TV shows, what I'm looking forward to is Peacemaker coming to HBO Plus, I think on January 13th. Or HBO Max, excuse me. I don't know what this is. 
Peacemaker. That's uh, uh, John Cena's character yep. from the uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. What? He's getting a series. He's is that what you're a saying? Series. Really? Of course yeah. he is. It's John Cena. And is it John Cena? It is it's John Cena. Really? Yep. <laughs> it's it's been- not oh. like he has anything else to do. He can't wrestle anymore, and his acting isn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> so put a metal bowl on his head and call him Peacemaker. Exactly. <laughs> and apparently it's like a whole origin story. I wasn't a huge fan of his character in the movie. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so we'll see you how watch it goes. But it's John Cena. Why not? Right? I know. Do you know if That's they're going to have James Gunn involved with this at all? I don't know. Okay. Because he was, he's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy and he was involved yeah. in the new Suicide Squad movie. The new Suicide, so. yeah. I hope he is. At least he might be able to salvage it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. So that's what I'm looking forward to. How about you, John? Yeah, I have just a few things. The first is something I got turned on to by MC Murr, our good friend. He had a video the other day talking about a video game called Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Normally a $40 game. Creed. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah. It was on sale for 20 bucks. This is a Rocky verse arcade style boxing game. Ooh. You can play as Rocky, Apollo, Clubber Lang, Drago, all the people you know. Oh, wow. You can play as these characters. You can play their entire stories. And it's kind of a cross between like a kind of like like a fight night, but it's much more cartoony, kind of like a street fighter a little bit. You have, you know, charge attacks and dodge attacks and things like that. And I've just played maybe 30 minutes of it or so. I just grabbed it because it's on sale for half price over on Steam. And it looks like a lot of fun. It's it's not online co-op. It's couch co-op. But with Parsec these days, that won't stop anybody. I think it's something that you might enjoy. And it's the Rockyverse, a new boxing game in that universe. How can you go wrong? You could play as Apollo Creed or his son, the new, from the Creed movies. Yeah, all that in there. Mm. Looks really cool. Uh, The next thing I'm looking forward to is a piece of tech. I ordered a new Galaxy Tab S7 tablet. Uh S7 Plus, in fact, the big one. They're about to come out with the S8, so they're having a bunch of sales on the S7s. This is like a 12-inch Samsung tablet. Man, I got it. for. They had like $400 off of it, and my other one had some battery problems, and I'm like, "Eh, I'll just buy a new one. It's coming in a week (laughs) or so. And new toys like that are so much fun to transfer over and learn how the new stylus works and that. And, and the last big thing is a piece of media I'm looking forward to. There's a new series hitting Netflix January 14th. This is a series based on a podcast I've listened to in the past called Archive 81. Oh, crap. I love that podcast. I'm not familiar Did with that. Did you? Yes. So the premise is, in the podcast at least, and it seems to be in the trailer of the series, is that they hire this guy to digitize and preserve some videotapes. But because they're so delicate and can't be moved, he must do it at this remote facility that the nameless voiceless corporation tells him he must go do it at. And in the tapes, he's meeting people and he gets sucked into the world and some paranormal stuff and there's cults going on and he's losing his mind all because of these tapes and what he's watching. Hmm. It looks really cool. Coming to Netflix, January 14th, the day after this pod drops, Jan 14th. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast, which you can listen to now for free, it's going to be more of that, but uh, the video version. So cool. That's what I got. Yeah. Before we get out of this episode, I want to take a quick second, as we often do here, to uh, just to thank some new or notable patrons. And I want to call out Aaron. Uh, you know him as Captain Kiwi over on mm-hmm. the Discord server. If you know him or you, you chat with us over there, he ran into some tough times and he got laid off and lost his job. And during that time, he said, hey, guys, I got to 
back out of the Patreon thing. We're like, oh, absolutely. Sure. absolutely. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Take care of your life. This guy, he is so dedicated to helping us do what we do. Once he got back on his feet, he jumped right back in at the top tier, $25 oh, per month level. That's cool. He's just That's such, awesome. I, 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 I feel guilty that I know he had know. tough times and he felt obligated. Like we got to, oh, I got to get, dude, take care of you. But he definitely mm-hmm. wanted to get back on the bandwagon and support what we do. Aaron, thank you so much. I'm glad yeah, you've got things you. cooking again in your life uh, and you're able to support us again. We're so grateful for you. Uh, and of course, your support and everybody who supports us over on uh, YouTube and on, on Patreon it means so much to us. So that is going to wrap it up for episode 115. Of course, we're going to have another one in two weeks. But next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. But of course, next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic oh, and Jesus. dig in deep. <laughs> you but of course, we next week. This. Oh, yeah, I had to. I got you, babe. In celebration of Groundhog Day, we're going to take a look at Groundhog Day, the Bill Murray film. Awesome. <laughs> Groundhog Day, the movie. The movie. <laughs> the book. The, the towel. Day. Right. <laughs> so this is a Bill Murray film that is is often imitated, often referenced, often talked about in terms of uh, being a, a Gen X touchstone film. So we're going to run down the history and legacy of a Groundhog Day. That's coming your way on the next Backtrack. You won't want to miss that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though, we all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this back. It's not a backtrack. Shit. We just talked about the backtrack. One more time. In five. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.